0: <laughs> Beyond. 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 Hey, Beyond. you did it. Beyond. 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 Hey, that's kind of fun. Yeah. Beyond. No, don't Beyond. It. Oh, we I'm did. so tired from all that shouting that we did. We kept it pretty low-key this time. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 439. I'm Max Scoville. Here's Brian Altano. What's up? And Alana Pierce. Hey. Um, Goldfarb and Marty are off in the far-off land of Japan mm-hmm. doing some stuff. Top-secret adventure. Mm-hmm. Very nice adventure that they're, they're having. They're trying to win all
1: the edible food out of the prize claw machines. That's The a pri- real thing prize do claws there. are really?
0: a big ongoing really? yeah. issue there. Uh, we do have some stuff to talk about. We have to cut this short because um, they're going to be gassing the office because there have been flying termites everywhere. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we've keyed them out of this video, but uh, they're gross and it's very bad. So... Let's talk about games. That's right.
1: Uh, this was a weird, giant week for games, because I'm playing two of them at the same time, mm. and they could not be more different.
0: So, if you didn't love video games already, you will after this week, because you'll have Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. Because a mixture of cruelty and niceness will do that, and Dark Souls 3 and Ratchet and Clank both came out on the same day, which is like, wow. Beautiful.
1: Well, so, like, I mean... um To kind of like jump mediums for real real quick, Uh, a couple months ago, Deadpool came out Mm -hmm. and it was the highest grossing R rated film for all of, uh, or in the history of February's, I believe. And then Batman vs. Superman came out a couple weeks ago and that broke records too. And a lot of people are looking at them like, wow, these are basically like summer blockbusters that are happening all year. And I think like for the first time ever, games are really starting to do the same Mm -hmm. thing. We're just like, Namco's just like, hey, what are you doing in April? And they're like, I don't know, just hanging out. And they're like, yeah, how about Dark Souls? How about you go to hell? i <laughs> like, all right, I guess we'll go to hell. And at the same time, Ratchet and Clank are like, remember us? We're back. So I'm playing both those games at the same time right now, and it's totally messing with me. Because I'll, I'll get kind of fed up with one or bored with one or get murdered a lot in one. I guess you can probably guess which one that is. It's not the one with the robot and the weird raccoon boy. Uh, and then I'll jump to the other. What's
2: up? What kind of animal is he? I don't remember uh, the name. Ratchet.
0: Of that. It's called a, like a, 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 a uh cocksex or something. What?
2: That sounds close. A, a cock
0: uh cloaca? No. No. Uh Capricorn?
2: Definitely no. It's really uh, cute it's whatever a, it is. It's a, a, a cute coa- name.
0: A coag- coagula? A co- He's a co- Lombax. It's it's not a real it's not a real animal. No, no. it's
2: not. He's definitely not. Okay. It's a
0: space animal. Yeah, so they could have um, just they just made up a word there. Yeah, so Marty reviewed uh, Ratchet and Clank. He gave it I think a 9 out of 10. Uh I am You and I have
2: both played about an hour of it. Yeah.
0: It is one of the best-looking games I've so ever played.
2: pretty! Mm-hmm. Uh, this is
0: I feel like we are at that point where it's like, this is why you bought a PS4. Yeah. Like, it yeah. is just so stunningly, like, I think between this and Uncharted, it's going to be like, yep, here we are. This yeah. is it. They figured it out. They got the hang of it. And I think everything from this point forward is probably going to be compared to these kind of two benchmarks. Plank. It are, looks
2: like a Pixel movie. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, the lighting is amazing. It's it's super pretty, but it's also an incredibly fun game. I think you've played the most of the three of us, Brian. Yeah. Do you um, guys
1: remember that um, that that quote about Pixar quality games? No, it was it, I forget who it's from. It, it was from. Uh, I think it was from Warren Spector says once we can do Pixar quality graphics rendered in real time with interactivity I could see games costing 200 million dollars to make and all of a sudden you have to sell a lot of games the Pixar quality graphics was sort of this barometer for like here's how good graphics are going to be and you actually heard people saying it around the time of the Xbox and even the Xbox 360 now keep in mind Pixar movies Looked worse back then, too. Yeah. If you go back and yeah. you watch the first Toy Story or even like The Incredibles, mm-hmm. you're, you're kind of amazed at how minimalistic yeah. they look compared to things now. But yeah, Ratchet and Clank, it's, first of all, it's a remake, which is, a, it's like half a remake, half a brand new thing. Second of all, it's $40, which is. is it like, really? It's Wait, really? 40, it's $40. Damn. Which is like, what? That's crazy. Like, it's nuts to me, and I don't know why. I mean, I don't really get into the debates about video game pricing because to me, um, it's tough to say that Gone Home's worth 20 versus Battlefront's worth 60 with $50 a season pass. Like To me, I, they all get filed in my brain the same way of whether I liked them or whether I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but this game being $40 is kind of ridiculous. But, yeah, this is the closest I think we've seen to that sort of cartoon Disney-esque, everything has this sort of fluid life to it, Pixar-quality graphics. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of a cool time to be alive, to be able to play a 3D platformer that looks like this. You know yeah. it's it's weird because
0: we like we play we play grown-up games, we play mature stuff and we get this like, you know, this this like last of us storytelling and things that are we're like, "Oh, this is all this is so mature yeah. for the medium." But at the same time, like when something comes along and is like, "Hey, cartoon characters shooting stuff with lasers and jumping around on platforms and it looks and just feels how it should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, yeah, and it's, it's it's the way that it
2: feels for sure. It's yeah. like it everything's really really fluid and there's also like insane weapon variety. Uh-huh. The likes of which, you know, some mature games just take themselves way too seriously to ever have. Yeah. So there's like a fun that exists in a game that isn't trying to be mature out of that.
1: That's that's really interesting you say that cuz I remember there was a time uh, probably and it's weird cuz it's kind of like when first Person shooters first started getting consoleized. Like you look at, um, Turok, right? Like Turok started out. Turok. Yeah, and it's it had that that weapon, the cerebral bore, Mm -hmm. which removed your brain. And it's, like, totally what? ridiculous and over-the-top. Um, and you don't really see a lot of stuff like that in, like, Call of Duty, because, like, everything's sort of tethered into the reality that yeah. someday this might be a real weaponized, uh, manufactured item for the military. Uh, so I kind of miss that idea of being, like, I'm playing an over-the-top video game, so I should have over-the-top weapons, but also having it being kind of gritty and realistic. But Ration & Clank handles that while still being kid-friendly and fun, mm-hmm. which I think is yeah. a really smart way of doing it.
2: The only game that I can think of, like, that took itself seriously but also had cool weapons is um recently at least is Fuse yeah that game wasn't very well received
0: Mm -mm. that's also that's another another Insomniac game yeah it is that was going to be that's true
2: it's the exact same team yeah I mean
0: they're kind of known for doing cool weapons in games yeah Um, Yeah. that was that that game I really hated that game because it set itself up to be, uh, was it Overkill? Or was it Over something? Uh,
2: yes, it was Over Overstrike. something. Overstrike, And then That's, it had yeah. this cool, fun trailer. And, yeah. and then they completely changed yeah. no, what it, it was. It looked, like
0: it looked somewhere between Ratchet and Clank and like, G.I. Joe. So the reason they changed yes. it was
2: supposed to be because they didn't want to compete with Borderlands. It was to do with the timing of the release. So they were like, oh, we can't compete with Borderlands if I, we get more serious.
0: Yeah, that was also their first time partnering with EA to do
2: I think that probably would have been
0: EA's choice. I feel like that was an EA thing. Yeah. Um, like, I remember just going into that game and being like, all right, I'll give it a shot. That is one of the most soulless and just, it's like, it functions, it's fine, but it's also just like, there's such a, a massive absence of any personality. Of I mean, yeah. the
1: box art literally has their faces cut off on it. That's, yeah. that's how deprived of yeah. personality yeah. it was. So
2: I played that game co-op, uh, yeah. which meant that it was automatically fun because I was playing it with a really good friend, yep. and mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun with the weapons, but I remember also... Like, I don't know what I liked about it or mm-hmm. what I didn't like about it. I just can't even remember that game very much. Yeah, because that's, it's, like, that's it's, like that movie San nothing. Andreas Yeah, where I
1: watched it but, yeah. and I think yeah, I had like, a good time. Oh,
2: that's a thing that I saw. Yeah. But like,
1: when you think back on it, you're like, I don't remember a moment of that.
0: Yeah. There's you know?
2: no way I could have played Through Fuse by myself, I don't yeah. think. It's so. like, I, had like to, had, I had
0: to review it, and I, like, I, I think it's one of my least favorite reviews ever just because it was like – I was like, I, I know what this is. I have to complete this. I have to see it through but I know it's not going to get any more interesting.
2: Yeah, that sucks. And I think
0: there were, like, like sort of... I mean, that's the thing, is you didn't really get new s***. Sorry, I don't know when... You
2: never got got new new weapons or anything. Like, it was always just the same stuff. It was, like, maybe, I think, a couple of boss fights that were kind of hard, but I felt like they never really escalated. Like, that game wasn't very good, so it's like, if that had the personality or flavor of Ratchet, then maybe it would have been a better game. Yeah, completely. But that was an adult Ratchet and Clank. It's weird.
1: Max and I talk a lot about... um, Airplane movies, and not like the movie Airplane, but like movies yeah, that watch it on
2: a plane. Yeah, yeah. like you're
1: like ah, oh, watch it on a plane. Like something that doesn't really matter. Um, like kind of like Iron Man two. <laughs> yeah. You know, or like San Andreas, or like um, what are those dumb like any movie? What was that dumb movie that just came out a couple months ago that did really well that was terrible? I mean, that's describing all of them. Oh, Kingsman. Y- no, the one after that, the the gods one.
2: Oh, oh. the Egypt one. Oh, yeah, gods yeah. of Egypt. Gods oh, of Egypt yeah. is the
1: kind of movie where you have two drinks on a plane and you watch it. But no we don't really have, game. like, um... Plane games? Plane games. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we do. They're just,
0: like, they're crappy phone games, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, in terms of, like, because there's no way to just sort of be like, I got I got a few hours to kill, I'll play it on a console, because games are pretty expensive, so it's hard. Yeah, it's the but I like the entry. idea of that, of, yeah. of
2: describing something as a plane game. Like, what's a game that you would describe as being, like, a, uh, plane on a plane?
1: Something like Fuse. Something
2: you know? like Fuse, yeah. Like yeah, like, totally.
0: Something like that. Um differences between games and movies is you sit there and watch a movie and two hours, give or yeah. take, it's over. <clears throat> yeah. A game you it's have to investment. you have to force yourself through it sometimes. But it's
2: yeah. also movies being two hours means they can't Suffer from that same kind of repetitive yeah. stuff that Fuse You'd, did. You would think that,
0: but they find a way sometimes. I mean, sometimes.
2: I'm sure <laughs> some would, but mm-hmm. not half as bad. Like Fuse is totally a thing that I could have played for two hours mm-hmm. and it would have been fine. But playing it yeah. the whole thing, like, so, oh, this is not
0: fine. So
1: Ratchet and Clank to me is um, it's a triumph for a number of reasons. One, because it's basically it's an age-old mascot platformer. Yeah, um, and two that it's that it's such. A gorgeous game, and it's a PlayStation exclusive platforming game. Yeah. Like we just don't get a lot of 3D platformers. I know you're holding out for a ukulele, uh, which is so bad. which is like a a uh, a kickstarted pipe dream based on it's sort of a semi-half sequel to the old Banjo Kazooie and 64 mm-hmm. platformers. Um, if you if you grew up in our era of video games or your era in video games, you grew up playing. Mascot platforming games, yeah, and they've always been a thing, and then they just kind of went away. F- they went away for a long time because mm-hmm. it got it became such an oversaturated market.
2: Yeah, I mean, Donkey Kong Country is still very good. Yeah, like Wii U, uh, Tropical Freeze is a great game. Right, it's still a very good game, but I mean, that's not 3D. It's 2D yeah, it's it's side scrolling. I really, yeah.
0: I, I kind of hope we see a new Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, like how cool would it be if like you know Naughty Dog come out and they're like, hey, so Uncharted's gotten real dark, but here's something to cheer you up. Yeah. we went ahead and got our you know got Crash Bandicoot back from whoever it was like universal or activision mm-hmm. had him for a while but it's like if they if sony kind of brought that guy home and they were like hey what does crash bandicoot do in 2016 and they did something on par with the new ratchet and clank that yeah. had that same kind of vibe to it i'd be really happy about so that so that's
1: the thing about this this like this game is that th- the idea of remaking something that's beloved that you grew up with is always so dangerous. Like yeah. you look at, for example, what Microsoft did with Conker recently, and they just completely botched his character design and threw him in a bunch of like, I
2: mean, games. And Skylanders totally, look totally different. People totally, hate it.
0: yeah. People got me really upset about that. I mean, you're that was stupid. People are deeply yeah, connected to this care. stuff. Yeah. 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 Skylanders, I think, is awesome. I, I love Skylanders.
2: I really like Skylanders yeah.
0: a lot. I kind of like it because they were like, yeah, so there's we got a dragon in there. I mean, they use Spyro as kind of like a launching board for this yeah. whole basically yeah. Pokemon knockoff, yeah. so to speak but they were like yeah here's a little goblin with guns or here's a plant that smokes yeah. weed or whatever I mean I
2: always liken Skylanders to uh, Diablo mm-hmm. it's Diablo yeah. light. completely like totally. I love that about it because yep. you know how kids like swap their toys I don't I just level the hell out of yep. one character and like get all of the abilities with that one character and like this is my also, very easy do. so you play
1: like a regular kid and not a rich spoiled brat kid who has yes. all the toys yeah
2: <laughs> also like Spyro
0: can just he can just Eat some farts because they got Drobot in there, mm-hmm. who's a dragon robot.
2: My Izzy's favorite the best. is, I think its name's like Spitfire or something, uh, which is also just another fire dragon, really. Yeah. But I put a cool top hat on him.
0: Yeah, you get so hats for your stupid little animals. I so like jetvac he's an eagle. So yeah. Spar was <laughs> safe. He's he's in he's
1: in the universe of uh, lucrative joy right now. His games are making a ton of money. Or in that yeah. universe, he's in is making a ton of money. I think that. Uh, People need to play Ratchet and Clank. People need to go out and buy Ratchet and Clank. You need to a support it because it's an awesome exclusive. B, support it because it's a dying genre on a on a on a system that doesn't really have a lot of games like this. I mean,
2: I can't think of really any others.
1: No, nothing really. I mean, like we we pretty much mentioned them all. I mean, like, Disney
0: Infinity. Yeah, that's the that's, that's games, about as close
1: that's as you get. Yeah. But
0: they're like that's you There's
1: know still other like properties. a whole other thing. Yeah, and even the Lego games aren't great. Platformers—they're no. more beat 'em ups.
2: Yeah, they are.
1: Um, and you look at something like, uh, like Super Mario 3D World, which is fantastic. Nintendo makes something like that like once every five years, maybe. And Nintendo
2: then, still does a very good job. Yeah. Of it, though. Yeah. Uh, they still get it. Whereas, yeah, your, your comment on um, Conker—no, not Conker, sorry. Uh, the Crash other bandicoot? man, yes, Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, not a man. He's, he's a Bandicoot now. a <laughs> Bandicoot. Well, now he hear, does he's he's a, not it's look a, like a Bandicoot. It's he's a an a, orange guy. I don't yeah. think you
0: know what a Bandicoot looks like because he.
2: Be honest, I don't really. He looks.
0: It looks like a very mottled pig scum. He's, he's a Lombax, actually.
2: <laughs> but uh, with with Ratchet and Clank, like, I don't know if we need another Crash. I mean, they're totally different games, but I would want them spaced apart. I yeah. wouldn't want like another Crash Bandicoot this year to follow after Ratchet and Clank immediately. I, I would want.
1: But I do think it wait. sounds. If if this game is successful, which I hope it will be, because it's great. Uh, I think it will hopefully send the message that we want more more stuff like this and there's there's more room for 3D platformers. Like, I think a lot of people have just associated platforming games with, like, kind of childish and kitty, and they shove them on the Nintendo consoles and, like, playing something that Looks this good on the PS4, but it is as polished and as fun as some of the best stuff Nintendo can do. And the fact that it's a, an exclusive game on PS4 is huge. Yeah. So, like, sending that message that this is great and we want more stuff like this, uh, could I, I think could really open up the floodgates and maybe create a 3D platforming Renaissance.
2: Yeah. Um, and an interesting side note to that is I went and saw the uh, Ratchet & Clank movie. Yeah. Do, you know, do we know what date that comes out? I think I'm just going go to go under the assumption that it's still under embargo. But, okay. But... Um, it doesn't look as good as the game. Interesting. That's really all I can say. Really? But surprisingly, yeah. it compared to. I
0: think you can make that assessment based on the trailers too.
2: True. I mean, yeah. the, the it compared to a Pixar movie is like, wow, this really doesn't look that good. But huh. then the game is like, damn, this looks good. It's like, yeah, yep. It's, it's which is which is odd.
0: That's an odd thing to compare. Yeah, I don't. But, uh, I don't
2: know how that happened.
0: I, I completely am with you though. Like the the game is is really good, and it's like. Like, take a break from getting murdered and slaughtered and shooting stuff in the face with real guns, and get get a wacky gun that turns people into Minecraft blocks, and yeah. you know, or a funny flamethrower. For it's also
2: s- really easy to consume. Like, yeah. Dark Souls can be stressful to yeah. consume.
0: let's yeah. uh, let's talk about that a little yeah. bit. let's talk about Dark Souls. Let's talk about video games and difficulty and fun
2: challenges. That's a that's
0: a
1: weird. Uh uh, Venn diagram. Yeah, right there, it right? is. Video um, games,
2: difficulty. Well, I think
1: usually fun. people think video games and fun, are, is a, it's not a Venn diagram, it's two circles perfectly
0: overlapping. Now, you, yeah. you had a thing, you, you haven't played Dark Souls, right? This is my first Dark
1: Souls right. game, but I got really into Bloodborne right, and right. played
0: it to the end. Alana, what about you? Are you Dark, Dark Souls savvy? I really like Dark Souls. Or? Okay. Too. I haven't touched any of it, I touched Dark Souls for a second and I was like, okay, this is a hard game, whatever. Uh, I've never been one for like difficulty in games like that's just hasn't been my jam like i sometimes there's something that's challenging and i'm like oh cool i'd beat the thing but like generally i just kind of like to explore and like i this it's a different way i
2: dog I, souls is great to explore sure yeah. but
0: it's also like gonna punch you in the face repeatedly
2: yeah so the thing that I, I think
0: i'm i mean junkyards are fun to explore but sometimes there's scary dogs in them and they bite you in the leg so you shouldn't go in there that's actually a Fantastic metaphor.
2: It is. <laughs> it's <laughs> i like, really good. Wait, do I really like Dark Souls? No, the thing that do I like about it... Do you really like, like junkyards? It, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, the thing that I really like about Dark Souls and I consider myself to be really passionate about is the combat isn't hard or punishing, it's patient. Like, yeah. you just have to... It's It's entirely a dance. The whole thing is, like, a step. You see someone take a step, you take a step. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole thing is... Is timing based, and it's not that it's hard because it doesn't punish you for no reason. Because every time you die, it's like this was my fault. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's not that the game is overly it's hard. It's just, yeah, I it's mean, grueling. it's It's very hard, but it's it's not in a in a way that's like hard for no reason. Or yeah, it, it probably is that it's fair.
1: I think the it's, the difficulty is is you. amplified by that sort of gambler's luck ideology of being like, I could walk away from the table right now and I'd be up a mm-hmm. lot, or.
2: Yeah, I yeah. Could take
1: one more swing at this thing and I lost everything.
2: It's also all of the stuff that you lose when you die. Yeah, has a big weight. Yeah, to it,
1: that's so. a, that's a big part of it. The gambling thing. So yeah, yeah I mean, I mean, I, uh, I I said on I believe last week's Beyond that I wasn't going to jump into this game because of personal reasons and I, I wanted something a little more lighthearted. And I played about five or six hours of uh, Ratchet and Clank and had a great time. And the opportunity came up to jump into Dark Souls, and I was like, sure, let's do it. And immediately just incredibly beautiful game yeah. just like the i mean that's the thing that it's, it's so weird about this because it's like walking it's like walking through an art gallery mm-hmm. that is constantly on fire <laughs> and you're like i want to get through that fiery tunnel to see the paintings on the other side but yeah. the fire will kill me yeah so you're 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 torn between, like, around every corner is one of the most gorgeous sunsets you've ever seen in the video game, but it's... There's... You take
2: a left around the corner, something yeah. will kill you. Exactly.
1: And I actually kind of like that that fear, that cautiousness. I mean, and
2: sometimes Dark Souls is unfair, and it'll be like yeah. a boulder or a trap. You just die. That's, just so straight up die. That I hate. That's uncommon, though. Yeah. It's not... Most of the fights aren't like that, but... Yeah. yeah. I like, what,
1: I, what I like more is, like, you come up a, a, a mountain ridge, and the it's this purple moonlight, like, just... Coming down over the, the hill and there's a, it's beautiful and you turn the corner and there's just like a shadowy figure just breathing and panting and standing in place. And you're yeah. like I don't know what's going to happen mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Like, I don't know how I'm gonna handle it's like this. All
2: of the enemies that you fight, especially the bosses, a the way that they're presented, like the arenas they present them in, and the way that they look yeah. is awesome. Like, yeah. They always like literally awesome, not colloquially. Like it inspires awe. They just mm-hmm. look so freaking cool. And like I haven't played Dark Souls 3 yet I got my code today but mm-hmm. from what I have seen of it like from streams and, and videos of people talking about it it's like some of those boss fights is one where it's like this giant tree oh yeah that just has like these trunks that seem to just like tendril forever and totally you, stole you compared from Kirby. to the tree yeah,
0: you gotta catch apples and throw them at them uh, side note, be very, be very <laughs> careful <laughs> about uh,
1: boss spoilers for Dark
0: Souls. Yeah, oh, right. People people are, do Sorry, I don't want to spoil the tree boss. I mean, I, boss, could, but I
2: could actually be wrong. It might not even be There's an
0: be ocean, that, an entire ocean full of snakes. Uh, one of the cloud boss is very difficult because <laughs> it is far away in the distance and cannot be defeated in the game. Also, it's just a cloud. There's a, 70s,
1: really a, a 70s beat cop with a mustache made of scorpions and he fights you yeah. and he gives you a ticket um,
0: but no like it's i've always been really kind of self-conscious about the fact that i you know what yeah i suck at video games i'm not good at video games and like i work in video games so that's kind of this weird like you know i'll meet people who they got into working in games because they were good at them like they maybe started out as pro gamers or something like sure. that. and there's always been this kind of like imposter syndrome where i've been like oh man like i'm not good enough at games therefore i shouldn't be here but like
2: that's silly! I
0: hate it. Sucks. It's stupid. Yeah, like, I mean, no, it's 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 incorrect. It is like I don't buy into that, you know. Yeah, no, exactly. you were t- you're talking about this about how you how you went on Twitter and you were like, "Yep, played Dark Souls, died seven times, and the boss took a shot of vodka and curled up in the fetal position." Yep. And then everyone replies to you and they're like, "Pussy." Yeah,
1: basically. <laughs> yeah, like you know,
0: okay, like uh, pff, I mean, I guess I just hate it because like I like games because they're going someplace else and doing other stuff. And some people I know. They kind of channel their – like their escapism is like like the same way that people watch horror movies yeah. where they're like, I want to give myself something different to worry about. Or I want to have a challenge that is kind of compartmentalized in this fictional realm. Uh, whereas it's like I feel like the stuff that I challenge myself with is real life. And that's not to say that there's anything wrong with challenging yourself with a game, but it's an entirely different appeal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Like I like the idea of exploring Dark Souls, but there's a whole lot of dudes in there who are trying to stop me from exploring it. Meanwhile, if I'm going to be like trying to be competitive, like I, I I mean, I I have a career, like sure, I have a fiance, like there's a couple thoughts on that. Other
1: arenas. Number number one, uh, I saw a couple of people were sort of like jokingly saying like maybe they should make a Dark Souls with like an easy mode so that people can explore it. And to me, I was kind of like, well, no, that's sort of like PG Deadpool. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like it it kind of defeats the purpose. I don't think that everything has to be for everyone. It's like being like, can I have a really like let me get the spiciest pepper in the world, but then make it really mild you're like well then don't yeah
0: you don't no, get the, spicy missing the pepper. point
1: you're missing the point, but so I, I I do think that um I do respect the bloodborne dark Souls franchise. I respect the fact that any game that that is so difficult that you need to learn and you know get good to overcome it is something awesome. If you listen to my rant last year about bloodborne like yeah. I, mean, I totally I get it I understand it uh that being said, video games are so. The, the video game industry is so wide and multifaceted that I think that to be into it, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to be awesome at it. Like you, in the same way that you can be a football coach without being an amazing football player, you can be a football mascot <laughs> without being an amazing football player. You can be, a, be a water boy. You can be a water boy. Yeah. You could be a commentator. You know, you can just do yeah. commentary. Um, you I mean, can that's get
2: basically what we do. Yeah. is commentary. Yes. That's the part that we do, and,
1: and that's not as easy as some people look at look at it. And, and you know, for other people, it's like you can get into video games. Like, and it's the same people were always like, "How do I get a job at IGN?" And I'm like, well what do you do I mean do you want to get into marketing engineering product do you want to be a host producer a writer mm-hmm. an editor do you want to chop up videos do you want to do art for us like you can be in a video games because you love the the art of video games or yeah. the music of video games you could be in a video games because you love sales data like so one of the things I totally geek out on is NPD every month when sales charts come in I stand up and I'm like go farb Do you see what's number three? Oh, Battlefront beat this or this, this, and this. Like, it doesn't mean anything, but I'm connected to that part of it because I find it oddly fascinating. But... None of that really means that I'm amazing at all those ten games on that list or I'm an expert at any of them, but just having a sort of tangential understanding of all of them yeah. is uh enough to get me in the door. So well, the
0: the tracking like tracking sales data or you know, Metacritic even is it's a meta game. Yeah. Like to, yeah, it, to, is. It, it is a high score for physical products out yeah, there in yeah, the world. You know, yeah. or digital products, whatever. But I don't know. Like I I, I guess part of me wishes there was not like an easy Dark Souls, but like, what if there was a Dark Souls that was more of like a survival horror? Sure. And it's like you know you go through that kind of that first that first stretch of you know Dark Souls three. There's like there's like eight dudes hiding behind boulders jumping out at you, and then you, you fight want like a, a sp- you
1: want a light gun game?
0: That's no what no no, you no, want. no 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 no. I want to explore. I hate light gun games oh, okay, because okay. they're because they're on rails. I yeah. can't stand that. That's the opposite of exploration. That's just a like a crappy haunted house ride. But like mm-hmm. I like the idea of. of getting set loose in this world, I love the lack of explanation Dark Souls has. Like, I like at it, it's like, hey, yeah. get out there yeah. and check this out, and oh, there's monsters everywhere. I think that's really cool, but I, I almost want that, like... Like, I want to feel like I'm alone. Like, it's too much of a war
2: zone. The way that I recommend people play Dark Souls, and I kind of do think that Dark Souls is for everyone. I don't think this is really a taste thing, uh, but I, I basically recommend that if someone plays it, they have a Facebook group with all of their other friends who yep. are playing it, or they look up a walkthrough. Which it's the, like the, uh, only the Beyond game. guys
1: just did in the Beyond Facebook group. They just started one. So. That's awesome. Yeah, go look nice. that it's up. It's like
2: one of the only games where I would say play it with a guide and it will actually make it more fun. Because huh. it's like about learning. It's not just like throwing yourself in there and getting killed. And the community for Dark Souls is amazing, which is why I want to play it right now. It's mm, like right. I want to come into the office and have those discussions and be like, how did you do this? Oh, did you find this? Like, it's That world is designed to be spoken about. And yeah. Then, that's probably one of the best things about it. It's like I think everyone would love it. They just have to. You just have to approach it a different yeah. way because it's not like a maybe I give it a game. shot.
0: You know, I just
1: I, I love it so much. Yeah. Like,
2: I mean, I, yeah, I got my code today. So
1: I think like um, you 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 make a really good point, and I think that like sort of being a little top heavy with preparation does is. Probably makes sense for a scenario like this. Yeah, like a lot of people just think it's like I don't know. There's that stubborn like man mentality of like I don't need the instructions. Mm-hmm. I'll build it myself. I'll fix the car without looking up anything. It I'm hurts. not going to call you know AAA or whatever. Like Dark Souls is the kind of it's it's a it's a, a it's a vacation. It's a trip. It's a camping trip. It's yeah, like an it expedition. You have yeah. to prepare for it. Yeah, but so on like,
2: that note, I think like one of my favorite moments in Dark Souls is when I was playing Dark Souls One and. People are gonna crucify me for not remembering names of things, but there was this one area near one of the first bonfires that you were supposed to go up, I went down. Yep. And there were these like ghosts, like just ghost women that you couldn't attack and could kill you in like three hits because yep. you had to like have this thing to make you able to actually attack them. And I just kept trying to run through it. I just kept trying to run past all of them. Like no explanation for why these weird ghosts were there or why I couldn't attack any of them. And I was like, well, Let's see what we can do. Yeah. And, like, ended up getting through the entire thing to be like, oh, well, I wasn't supposed to do that yet. But and that's, it was and like, that was, like, just the wonder from that it was like, what the hell is this?
0: That's awesome. Yeah. And that's
1: rewarding, right? Like, that's the, that's the weird, that risk-reward of sort of, like, the perseverance of getting through it and figuring yeah. out how to do it is part of, it's part of the conquest. Yeah. Like, and that's
2: why I say, like, play it with a guide. Don't read ahead. Yeah. So it's like, play it with one next to you. And, like, as soon as something is very, very confusing, like...
0: Mm-hmm. text a friend would mm-hmm. be before
2: playing it with a guide so you can discuss things, because that yeah. part's awesome. But don't just get yourself frustrated and bogged down, because it's, you know, it's not friendly. It's not what we're used to in video games. It's,
0: yeah. This, I, guess, I guess what I'm saying is, like, I consume differently. Yeah. Be, so, like, imagine Dark Souls if...
2: I think that you would like Dark Souls.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'll give it a shot, you know? I'll get in there. But, like, imagine if it was, like, Shadow of the Colossus, in that it's, like, there are... The bosses are still there, but they're spaced out more, and maybe there's some enemies, but, like, yeah. you're, like... What is this world? And it's not like you immediately start off and some guy climbs out of a tree and goes, bah. Like I mean, yeah. I like that they teach you how to play by having those there. But in the same way that like you start Castlevania and you walk right and there's like you're like, "What's going on here?" And mm-hmm. then the drawbridge comes down and dun 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 dun, you know, and there's a bunch of bats and crap flying around and yeah. it's just, you got to beat that up horrible a horrible castle, you got to fight yeah, a sh- candelabra think, like, to get a roast chicken yeah. or whatever. Part
2: of the whole, what is this pretty world? Can I explore it? Is yeah. what the hell is this? Thing? Yeah. Yeah, like that is sure, sure. part of the what?
1: It's your yeah. junkyard thing. I mean, like, you're going to find some treasures, but there's also be rabid dogs everywhere, yeah.
0: and a, a weird it's, racist guy it's with probably one leg. more that
2: they all the the rabid dogs are all going to be very interesting.
0: Yeah, like they're yeah. all purple
2: or something, and you're it's like, also what? yeah,
0: it's also just incredibly irresponsible of junkyard owners not to have their dogs vaccinated. You just yeah, it is heads up for Please anybody out there that's going sure. junkyard. Um, we have what do we got to talk about? Titanfall Two. I want to hit on that for a second. Yeah, yeah. Um, Titanfall Two. It is going to have a worldwide reveal on June twelfth. That's right around E three, right? Mm-hmm. We're kind of in the weird dead zone before E three, where there's things being sat on. By
1: yes, the 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 best we can hope for right now are leaks, which mm-hmm. will definitely be coming very yep, soon. That's, or
0: teases. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we got a Titanfall teaser trailer, and it's got this guy with a South African voice, and he's uh, is talking about. Uh, who cares? It's like voiceover for a teaser trailer. And yeah. then you see like a titan, uh, titan with a sword, which is cool. In so the jungle. The robots Soul. have a... Yeah. Robots yeah. and swords? Um, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's Big good. fan. That's very good news. <laughs> we like that. Uh, Titanfall, the first one, such an awesome, awesome game when you're in the middle of it playing it. But as far as like it being a thing that you can play on one or two systems and you got to find people to play online with, the fact that there's no story mode or anything. And I guess what they did was they kept dropping... Um, they kept dropping map packs, mm-hmm. but then, like, not everyone... Like, it was more DLC, and it just kind of fragmented yeah, the audience, yeah. so... Yeah, it
2: just, just bust people, basically. Um, yeah. Which sucks.
0: It's a big, yeah. it's a big worry for... Um, it was also early in the... Or it, was, it was almost a launch title, yeah. so it, was, it came out right uh, after... I think it came out I th- in, like,
2: February? I, I think a right, lot of companies right
1: are trying Xbox to, find, they're trying out, to yeah. find that balance between releasing a lucrative um, multiplayer game that has longevity... Uh, that continues to be lucrative over the course of its longevity but it's still inviting to people who've never played it before mm-hmm. so like yeah. some, i mean people tweeted at us almost all the time like hey should i get into battlefront now and we're kind of like well yeah i guess i mean it's 20 bucks on on gamefly right now so like if you haven't jumped into it get it and we love all the dlc but again like when this game's done 100% done in next january yep, that game's we, not done
0: yet yeah like, like i'll yeah. be honest i think titanfall's kind of the same way they they were like I mean Street Fighter 5 is the same way. Like we're seeing this left and right. Like it's just these games they come out. Yeah, yeah. Destiny's a perfect example. It's like this is how AAA game development is right now, it's where they've so got to they've got to yeah. hit some benchmark quota and it's got to hit this release date. Like you've got to take it out of the oven early kind of. Yeah.
2: Look, I played a lot of Titanfall. Uh, I would listen to my lectures from university and I would play Titanfall like almost on mute while I was listening to my lectures. So it would like I I did that for hours on end, was how I did most of my university was playing Titanfall.
1: Do you have a weird like negative connection with Titanfall because it reminds you of school now? Like when Titanfall 2 comes out? No, it's out? like
2: it made school better.
1: Okay. Yeah, so it helped. That's good. Yeah. Huh. Uh, what are you going to couple Titanfall 2 with?
2: Anything else. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so Titanfall was fun, but the whole thing still stands that it was... The reason that I could do that with it was because it was so insubstantial. Right. I could listen and learn and remember stuff to yeah. test yep. while playing it because it was just meh. Well, there and were, I so yeah. badly wanted a campaign.
0: I So I'm really torn there because I feel like I almost love, it reminds me of like uh, getting hand-me-down action figures as a kid and like getting a pile of action figures that maybe they're G.I. Joe's or He-Man or whatever, but like I don't know what they're from, so I'm just going to play with them and make up my own rules. Mm-hmm. And like, like it's kind of what I like about like non-licensed Lego or Playmobil. Yeah. It's like... You have to use your imagination somewhat. And the fact that they were like, hey man, Titanfall is set in this crazy world where all this stuff is going on and you've got the X, Y, and Z and there's a there's a backstory and you get to go online and read about it. And it's like, yeah, I don't care. Give me a robot. Yeah. Give me a robot and give me the gun. I want to jump on the wall. And it's just kinda like it's it just felt like playing with toys. And yeah. I like that.
2: Yeah, I guess uh maybe. It's I, also I... it's
0: what I like about Dark Souls, because it is it doesn't beat you over the head with this like opening crawl. They're just kinda like Hey man, kill enjoy a skeleton. the skeleton. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I did
2: enjoy Titanfall for being as simple as it was. I was probably annoyed by, you know, they had like overlay of yeah. people talking in like one of the corners they uh, would like uh, patch together multiplayer I was like just shut up like yeah. leave me alone just it was let me like fight they're the like, other like, we're robot. gonna
0: have story integration and it was it just was like a guy so opening stupid. the door and be like alright everybody good!
2: jump out of the helicopter no it was really so stupid the who's interesting, ready for
0: jumping <laughs> the interesting thing about Titanfall is it's like it's, it's you could it's, get in a robot and jump around in it yeah yeah that you was great you could fight
2: other robots while you were a robot
1: okay do you guys work for Respawn what's also, going on also they aren't robots yeah so anyway I mean it's like it's ex Call of Duty devs right they went on to make this game but then the sort of one-two punch was that the next few Call of Duties came out and were totally Titanfalled out. Like, that whole like wall-running wall running yep. mech, yep. mech shooter stuff. Um, so they, they've been having that kind of weird back and forth. And now the ball's back in Titanfall's court, uh, where I think they have full freedom to go, like, full crazy sci-fi adventure movie, um, whereas... Call of Duty is always going to be sort of grounded in in some sort of reality. Yeah. I know yeah. we talked about the Call of Duty that's being rumored, the super futuristic one, which I think will go even well, out Titanfall. Titanfall. What, but. I, what yeah. I
0: like is that Titanfall basically it feels like a Call of Duty within a Call of Duty. Yeah. Like when you yeah. when you get in the Titan, you're basically a giant Call of Duty player. Yeah. But other people can still kill you, and yeah. like that kind of odd balance there. It's I mean, it's you could compare it sort of to getting in a vehicle and you know Battlefield or Battlefront, but yeah. like. That's or, not really or becoming it. a
1: hero yeah, yeah but
0: it's almost it's different because everyone gets one. Mm-hmm. Like And I yeah. was like that. I always said that like Titanfall takes like the Oprah approach approach to multiplayer. We're like, everyone gets a robot. You get yeah. a robot. You yeah. get a robot. Yeah. Who wants a robot? Everybody wants a robot. I always, put, I always robot. Playing on
2: autopilot and rarely ever got in it. We just leave it on autopilot and it just like follows you around. So like, cool. Really? I, I didn't even know like you could do that. Super puppy. cool. I, it was this one achievement for getting it to drop from the sky and kill someone. Oh, I wanted that yeah, yeah. so bad but never God. got it. Like, I wish God, I could see
0: that. I think I did that. It's so weird. That's like, I like to get an ice cream and then just let it melt. No, but it's like something that I look at that I'm
2: like, you got my back, buddy. Like, mm-hmm. it's this giant thing that I can hear following me. And, like, I like to punch people symbol. with the
0: robot. I thought that was fun. I don't
2: know. I like There's somebody it as there as who's, just, who's
0: listening to this, and they're just like twitching and shaking and sweating profusely when we keep saying robot because it's not, it's a, not robot. a robot. It's a Titan. It's a mech. It's a, it's a mech. Who cares? If it's a robot. Just I, robot. I just
1: really like the idea of Respawn being like, all right, so we, we took this risk, we made this thing, people liked it we're getting the chance to do another one let's go crazy let's yeah. let let's go all out like People the fact that they have like swords and enough, stuff now but it's mm. like
2: I keep wanting to be like if it had a campaign but then like I don't care that counter-strike doesn't have a campaign right so it's like it's hard for me to be like why wasn't titanfall enough but it wasn't
1: it was a plain game
2: it was it was absolutely a plain yep, game yeah.
0: Um, okay, so we got some questions from the group. Let's yeah. Let's jump uh, one on more
1: those. thing, real quick. Severed, uh, oh, April twenty yeah. sixth. It's on Vita. Uh, it's Drinkbox's new game. They're the guys that made Guacamele. It's a first person uh,
0: dungeon crawler. It looks gorgeous. Great yeah. music. Uh, it's yeah. it's got like. It's got Zelda
1: elements and Metroid elements, um, and Souls. this weird sort of like paper cutout clip art. I mean, it's like,
0: look it looks to like it. a drink Souls. box. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds incredible. Yeah, yeah.
1: and I, I mean clip art in a good
0: way, yeah. not like. And know, they they, <laughs> kept kept that, they kept that they kept that in the oven. Like they they were like, apparently going to release that in spring 2015, but then mm-hmm. they got feedback on it. And they were like, eh, let's, let's kick it up a notch, and they are releasing it now. Finally.
1: So I, the last time I played it was at PAX East 2015. So a year a yeah. year ago. This this month basically yeah
2: which we should mention yeah. Max and I are both going to mm-hmm. that's right come say hi come yep. hang out
1: you guys are doing uh, Gamescoop live and an IGN party
0: Uh huh. Yes. there okay. are IGN parties well uh
2: parties, where can they we'll find those details on your twitters
1: and...
0: we'll yeah we'll,
2: we'll
1: not plug yet. it
0: on yeah. there somewhere we'll figure it out we've okay. okay. yeah. got coming in hot I yeah. don't know and I will not be there I was supposed to be there but
1: gonna go see family instead so yeah, hang out with you these got guys butt problems
0: yeah my family is gonna some, help me with my butt <laughs> you got some butt stuff going down <laughs> so you has got a bad bad troubles with the, the rear end uh, the uh, whole, Moving on <laughs> moving on
1: uh, I went in the podcast beyond Facebook group which you can do by going to facebook.com slash group slash podcast beyond first time I ever got yeah. that right Wow uh, somewhere in there uh, a good friend of the show Sean mesler put together the um, podcast beyond dark Souls group so find that uh, they're all in there. There's like little microcosmic groups for, for all those things. Um, but we go in every week and we ask you for questions. And since this is a kind of a lighter week on news, we would figured we'd spend a little more time hanging out with you guys. So uh, do we have some time?
0: We got a little bit of time. What's a little bit of time? We Are we like, getting kicked out soon? We got six, six minutes. What? We're going to kick us out yeah. in six They're kicking minutes. us out in six minutes? Yeah. They're going to come in with the – I feel gonna like we can
2: in. probably stretch it to ten.
0: Yeah. Let's just do it on until, account of Brian's but, butt problems. Let's yeah. do it until they start knocking on the door. Okay. That's a good idea. Okay. Um, that was his idea, not mine. That's right. <laughs> Just saying.
1: Matthew Devine says you should talk about games that you didn't think you would be into, but ended up loving. Bloodborne, for sure. For me, was one of those. I was like, Nah, I, I'm not going to do this. And it hmm. totally grabbed me. Witcher. Witcher.
0: Yeah. Really? So I, I I I hate to say this. I sort of reviewed Witcher two when it came on to Xbox. But having that come out like that was kind of a weird thing because it wasn't it wasn't built for Xbox. Right. Uh, it's a second game in a series where the first one isn't on there. It's sort of strange and Polish and I didn't really I basically just didn't get it going in like I yeah. didn't really understand what they were trying to do uh, and I, I didn't even finish it and I was just like hey so like I played some time with the game it's alright I guess you know like it's cool but I did it's honestly Witcher, Witcher 2 on Xbox it kind of sucks because it's I love that game it's, no it's an awesome game it's a fantastic game but the load times are unbearable I don't remember mm-hmm. it's also a very slow game compared to it like you're you're exploring this world but you're like oh I'll go kill these little mole men or whatever and you're like okay or fine not yeah um so I was like, I, I want to like it. I really do. And I, a lot of people were like, I don't think you got it. And I was like, I, maybe I didn't, you know? Like, that's fair. And then they announced uh, Witcher 3, and I was like, this looks interesting. And I saw a demo of it at E3, and I was like, okay, I'm revisiting that. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to pay attention. I went back and read the books and revisited Witcher 2 and basically like, I mean Witcher 3 is one of my favorite games of I mean Super So you got you got like hooked into the entire universe the Yeah whole, That's awesome Yeah I mean yeah. it was like it's I guess something was like lost in translation Or it just wasn't prefaced right Like you jump into Witcher 2 And the way it's kind of tells you things Like you start out you're being like questioned And it's a much more complex way of telling a story in a game Than I feel like we're used to Right So yeah. I don't know Yeah
2: uh, Mine would be Wolfenstein The New Order And Slash Or Crisis 3 yeah. Like, only two that came to mind. I'm sure there's plenty. But those two games specifically, I was like, I have to review this. Eh, it looks fine. Mm. But then I ended up just loving them. Were oh, you, yeah.
1: did you Did you play Wolfenstein games growing up at all?
2: Uh, I had played one that was on 360. Right. Uh, I don't remember what it was called, yeah. but didn't particularly like it. And then based on the first, like, you know how the first two hours of the new order just sucks? Yeah. It's just, just really bad. It's
1: just really sort of bland, generic. It's like
2: you're in a a plane, and it's yep. doing a lot of dumb turret shooting, and then you just... It's just really not good, and that's all I had played yep. at a convention. I was like, I really don't think I'm going to like this game, and ended up mm-hmm. loving it and playing through it twice. Because so. it totally
1: opens up and becomes like its own Incredible. thing. Incredible. It's, it's a really huh. good game. Yeah, it's, it's very weird. It's like, like when you watch a movie, and the first 20 minutes of are, are completely boring, which I yeah. was talking about with Dan Stapleton today, who's our reviews editor, about how um, in 2016 the sort of the idea of sticking with something until it gets good is almost impossible to do yeah like when we were kids you would rent a game or a movie or you'd buy a game or a movie and you would have to watch it because you had no other choice yeah, it was either that or like
2: else.
1: read a book yeah. <laughs> um so the idea like i'll put on something on netflix i'll w- watch like a, a stand-up comedian if he's not funny in the first two jokes i x out well, i mean people keep saying else. that about
2: like the mobile netflix series yeah. like all of them i'm like i don't want to sit through it all though yeah, I just don't yeah. want to. Oh, it
1: gets really
0: good by the sixth episode. But then, yeah. conversely, you get people like, "Yo, man, Arrow's great. You just got to get to the third season." It's like that's.
2: Yeah, I'm not going to do 60 that. Sixty hours.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. way. Um, uh, Ian Lawrence says, "Beyond,
1: please ask Alana to talk a little more about PSVR. It's a major shift in video games, and I'd love to hear more about it." Now, I know you spent the entire weekend in an Oculus Rift.
2: And the whole of yesterday, yeah, yeah. and all
1: of yesterday. So uh, we, I mean, we haven't gotten a ton of hands-on time since. Um, uh, GDC with yeah. VSVR yeah. but you you've spent more time in VR than pretty much anybody I know. So what's what's it like emerging uh, from the vault on so your head?
2: There's like I keep learning new things about VR. Um, I'm still not bored. So I think at this point, like I just finished Chronos, which I freaking adore. Uh, it's gonna be like my highest scored review this year so far wow. I really like it it's a VR game and I managed to get through the whole thing it is totally not a gimmick it's a very good game that exists in VR uh, and I at no point got sick of it or got motion sick or got, got I guess I got tired like maybe my eyes were a little bit sore at like one fatigued? Point. yeah maybe yeah. but I wasn't sure if I was just tired or that was because of the game but you can confirm VR is not a gimmick it's incredible um,
1: what was the most amount of time you spent in one sitting?
2: I think it was like four hours wow I missed a meeting <laughs> so I was like I just forgot time completely so that's another talking point Is because like, you didn't
1: even look at your phone or anything you right? can't
2: you just lose concept of time when you're in VR for a long period of time like I thought it was like half an hour and it was like oh my new shift is done and I was like I just had no idea what time it was
1: that's fascinating because I mean I lose track of time just playing video games regularly mm-hmm. where I'm like I, I'm, I'm going to try to go to bed by this time and I'm playing a game and I look up and I'm like oh man, it's like 1.30 in the morning yeah. right? and it's a school night. Yeah. So I can't even imagine, if I have that already with the ability to occasionally glance at a clock, I can't even yeah. imagine when that's removed. I think
2: removed. it's Max who even gave me this analogy, but it's like a casino yeah. VR because yeah. the lighting, mm-hmm. you just have no idea that anything is happening there's outside no of what light, you're seeing. There's no natural there's exactly. no exactly. yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's kind of terrifying. The only thing um, you're
1: missing is the oxy- oxygen being pumped into the, yeah. into the box. And one now, weird
2: thing that I kept having to ask... Uh, if if someone's, like, around me and I don't know they're there and I, like, want to talk to them while I'm playing VR, I'll be like, are you still there? Are you still sitting next to me? And then, mm-hmm. like, try and talk to someone with no knowledge of where they are because people oh, yeah. in the room around you can leave. Yeah, we it's were incredibly like incredibly antisocial.
0: We were, like, hanging out and you were you were playing that on the couch and I was, like, playing video games or something. And it was just – it was really, really weird.
2: It's like someone else is it in was a different space. It was really yeah. weird.
0: I mean, but you kind of had, like, one headphone off so it was sort of like –
2: Yeah, I always play like that. Yeah. Especially if there's people around just so that – I'm conscious of things that are around me. It's also like there was one point where I was playing in the living room and someone knocked at the door, and I was immediately like, I can't see who that is. What? Yeah. Like, instead of being like, oh, it's like someone's probably just like going to come in, it's yeah. someone else lives here. I was just like, what the hell is that? Like, it's, because you just have no, you can't think, see anything. Yeah. Uh,
0: the passage of time thing is, is also interesting because, you know, time flies when you're having fun. And I think there is like a, a fundamental kind of just inherent. Excitement, because this is a new way of looking at stuff. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can you can chalk that up to being a gimmick, but it's a gimmick that works. Yeah. Like in the same way that like there's there is a there's an inherent novelty. Yeah. And
2: that definitely that keeps it it, is based on a novelty. Yeah. Like the fact
0: that moving your head does something. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah.
2: Yeah, but uh, I, as much as I would always defend it because I'm really passionate about VR. Whenever people would ask me if it's a gimmick or if it's not going to last, like the more that I play. The more certain I am that it's not a gimmick, and this is just something that is just legitimately amazing hardware. It's right. incredible. Uh, so, PSVR specifically, like we said, we haven't played since GDC, but it, I think it's the most comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably the easiest to put on. Oculus is pretty easy, but I think PSVR is easier. It's also supposed to be the one that is the most friendly for people with glasses. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the cheapest, so that's obviously a yeah. huge deal. Yeah. And uh,
1: it's going to get PlayStation games. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Which is um, pretty nice. Yeah. I've also tried that, the cinematic mode. I tried that with the Vive, but I assume it'll be exactly the same with PSVR. It's basically... When they say that any PS4 game is going to be compatible with it, they're not saying that they're going to be 360. It doesn't make every right. game 360. So basically what it does is simulate a room, and it looks like you're in a cinema, and you have a giant screen. So somehow... I like that a lot. It, it, cause I, don't, I, I just can't explain it. Like it's, it's a second TV. It convinces you that you are that the screen you're looking at is way bigger than what's before your eyes. Like it really looks like you, you have to like look up and down to see the entire screen. Right. You can move back and and obviously the screen will get smaller. Like it's so hard That's to explain. So cool. Yeah. But uh, it's basically just, like, another way to, to look at it that would completely block out everything else. And I think because of the way that that works, it makes every game more immersive as well.
0: Honestly, I want to do that just because it, I won't get the sun reflecting on my TV. Yeah. You know, like, that's kind of an awesome thing. It's just, oh, hey, I'm in yeah, I'm I mean, a tiny room in my face. I've been reviewing an Oculus <laughs> game
2: without a monitor the, the past that's,
0: that's blown my mind. Yeah. Is that, no monitor. Yeah. Just plug it in. Yeah. So, that's cool. Any, any other questions? We want to hit a couple more? Uh,
1: sure. Um, let's see. Dallas John Brewer says, what's your opinion on the Battlefront DLC? We both put in a lot of time in this new... uh the, yeah. first, the first DLC drop of the four that they're doing, part of the season pass, that was... It took, what, four months for that to pay out uh-huh. for us? So or basically...
0: It's got this Jabba's Palace map that is yep. hands down my favorite map in the entire game. That sounds so cool. It's really fun. Yeah. It's huge. It goes from basically the front door where you see Luke and Threepio walk in all the way to the back garage door where the sail barge is. And then there's just a bunch of, like, crap in the desert. So basically you get to run through Jabba's whole house. And there's this big disgusting, like, mud bath toilet room where he, like, apparently takes baths or whatever. Yep. And there's, like, messed up old droids. And basically you get to explore that entire area. That's so cool.
1: And it also – it feels post. just the – Post Return of the Jedi because there's a pit that you can fall into that has the Rancor mm-hmm. and he's dead and yeah. he's covered in flies. But
0: the sail barge is also there. I mean, it's yeah. it's anachronistic. I, I think he has a couple cars. You know, in the same way that he's like Jyno. You know, in the same way Wait, that, so that like
2: means it's multi tiered. Like if you can fall in the yeah. Rancor pit, you can also get back yep. up. Yeah, <sighs> yep. you can so go cool. down
0: that chute. There's a there's a drop down there where you can get items and stuff. It's it's That's yeah. Awesome. I feel bad for my teammates is.
1: because there's a lot of times where I'll die because I'm walking is that like around. The dead guy
2: in the doorway. Kinda. Yeah. So that'd be cool Yeah,
1: I mean there's a jail cell with Gamorian guards and they're all just <laughs> grunting I gotta show you that Yeah.
0: anyway uh, I love it so much um, there's the Sullust or the Tabanic refinery or whatever which I'm less fond of but it's still alright uh, I actually really like that stage it's weird though because the DLC right now because it is still I think it's is it still early access or is that open to everybody um, it's just probably just about to we were on yeah. early access which I think in order to do that because it's less people playing they basically had this mandatory playlist that was just like outer rim playlist which yeah. sort of sucks because you jump in and it's like heroes versus villains and I'm like there's four heroes and four villains I don't want to play this mode right now like Mm. and that just became tedious I'd rather play like Basically, I also I just want to play Jabba's Palace. Yeah. So. They added a yeah.
1: bunch of new weapons and items and star cards. But the interesting thing about unlocking them is you have to do these things called hut contracts, which is basically of the Hut's Like it, it cuts to him being alive on it's his so toilet throne. Yeah, and he's like, you have to, you have to buy them to unlock. Yeah, them. you have to buy them to we'll unlock them, and then it's basically a challenge where it says like mm-hmm. you have to use this gun fifteen times, get fifteen kills in one match, or use this grenade twenty times. And it's kind of cool because I think that like anybody who's still playing this game at this point is so set in their ways with their guns and their items, and it's. Forcing you to yeah. get outside of your comfort mm-hmm. zone. It feels a little
0: bit. like it feels like high school vocabulary, where they're like, "Use this word in three sentences." You're yeah. like, I, "Okay, fine." You know, like, "Oh, go use smoke grenades." I'm like, "Why would I use smoke grenades?" And then because everyone's trying to get this this crap with the smoke, smoke grenades everywhere, it's yeah. it, which totally changes the game. That's awesome. And I think it was one of those things where they're like, "Yeah, smoke grenades are awesome. This game is going to be nuts with them." And nobody used them, and they were like, "Use the frigging smoke grenades. We yeah. worked hard on those." Yeah. Um, but it's really cool. It's it's cool. I'm like level thirty two in that. I think like I, I finally just hit fifty. Damn. Took yeah. a minute. Took a um, long time. Yeah. yeah, but it's cool because there is this this sl- like trudge between I would say like level 25 and 45 probably. The
1: one between 42 and 50 is yeah. Like, it's, it's like yeah. crawling through mud. So it's
0: a, it's, a long, it's a long, slow burn, and I think the DLC really kind of helps flesh that out and give you something to work towards. And like, I really like Greedo also. Greedo is Greedo's, Greedo's awesome. Yeah, Greedo's really I cool. haven't
2: played a lot of Battlefront, but I think that I probably would for the Java stuff. Yeah, you should like, check really that one out. He's my favorite Star Wars character. Yep. He's, yep. he's like, a good guy. All of that sounds awesome. He's,
0: oh, also when you unlock one of his weapons, he just like starts talking to you and he's like part de de and you're like I don't know what you're saying he just starts shouting at you in hoodies and so great and, so it's That's like you're really getting cool. this voicemail and he's like ah yes you did a good job and you've unlocked yeah. Bosk's gun the it's really cool, so cool. Real uh, do we have time for
1: one more question uh, one more is nobody knocking at the door yet not that I know do we want to do bro culture gamer fatigue or playstation plus you want to pick Alana
2: all right, I don't mind. Any of the above.
1: Any of the above. That's not helping.
2: What, what about you, Max? What's bro quickly? culture?
0: Let's talk about bro culture.
1: Jeremy Vecci says... Um Oh, I forgot to say Dallas John Brewer for the last question. Jeremy Vecchi I says... Didn't.
0: I did I thought it was a masculine-ass ma- a name.
1: Long day. I'd love to hear you all, especially Alana, talk about gaming bro culture. I'm a straight male in my mid-30s, but still one of the most frustrating things about trying to play co-op, online shooters on my PS4, is finding people to team up with who don't talk like outrageous, homophobic, misogynists. Thoughts? Tips? Want to be my friends? Heart emoticon beyond. Uh, <laughs> oh, first things first, go over to the Podcast Beyond group. Join up with them, play games with them. That is a giant ten thousand seven hundred person, yeah. passionate group of people who is probably only one percent misogynist and homophobic. <laughs> uh, so find <laughs> people that act. are like I it's really find like the communities online and I think like NeoGap's probably another place where you can head where like ultimately there's a little bit of accountability because you met these people through something that is tied to some somewhat of a real name. Yeah. Um, from there, I don't really know like Aside from pretending the problem doesn't exist and just joining up with your with your actual friends, I don't really know how you solve the issue of bro culture in video games. Um,
2: I, I, don't, I don't really think that you can. No, um, it's changing. Um, yeah, I like, basically just never play games online multiplayer unless I'm. Like doing it completely on mute and everyone's yep. mics unmuted. Right. I played I basically play multiplayer games. Turn solo. the mic on for your friends. You know? That's yeah. It. Yep. Like, there's no other way that chat, I will whatever. ever talk to someone online because of that kind of stuff. Just made it like unpleasant.
1: Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm am 60 hours in a Battlefront and I've never heard a single stranger speak.
0: Yeah. Like, That's basically how I. I play played them. Battlefront with Mitch Dyer and his dad. That was kind of weird. His, his dad his,
2: loves that his game. His dad. His dad
0: has like 120 hours in that game. That's it's crazy. insane. That's nuts. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Like. I don't really turn my mic on and I think that, you know, the bro culture does shift, but it's like there's that kind of the type of people who are like like it's it's the kind of people who are gonna talk to the person in the bathroom stall next to them. Like yeah. there's this sort of anonymous like not everyone does that. Not everyone's yeah. gonna make a, make small talk at the urinal. Like some people just wanna go in there and do their business. And like yeah. I I think that there are plenty of people who are just like, you know what, I'm gonna play the game and you can connect with them. Like I mean, you you play games with your friends, like so. Well I mean it took it took
1: how many how many dozens of years to get to the point where if you are the kind of person to say the N word, you're whispering it now because you're in the ultimate, you're in, you're actually in a minority of people who are okay with saying that. Uh, But I think homophobic slang is we are probably 10 years away from that being so Mm -hmm. deep corner in the pocket of, of hateful people. It's happening. Like we will get to the point in our lives where if you still talk like that, people look at you like, What? Like, I had a grandfather who, uh, like, kind of racist, and he died, like, like what, five years ago? And he was like, I don't want to go to the Olive Garden for my birthday. And we were like, why? And he was like, oh, because there's a lot of – and he said this, like – he said a racist word for black people that I hadn't heard – in my entire life and I had to actually look it up because huh? it was so old that it was like wow this guy is going to the grave with this word <laughs> like you're holding on to this for a long ass time yeah. but that was like the there idea of a name
0: that, I've not heard and <laughs> it was like, before I- you were born the
1: idea of hearing something that old and so racist was so ridiculous to me that it transcended hateful and actually became funny that it was somebody would be so stubborn that <sighs> they would hold on that to that something yeah that you're going to yeah. hold it, it's like seeing a guy driving the world's oldest car
0: you're like <laughs> you're still on yeah, he's thing? like those. Yeah. And you say and the smoke word, and coming right out of right it, away, like, like a penny farthing bicycle. Yeah, <laughs> like you're still doing that. Um, so right we're, getting kicked, we're yeah. getting kicked out. We're getting kicked out. We're getting kicked out. The show is over. We try to go as long as we I think we
1: are very close to coming to a a day and age where hearing people talk like that will be ridiculous, although by then, there will be new slangs and new horrible things for people to say, because just like good words, bad words are constantly being invented, and there are always new ways to piss people off. I'm
0: going to go say some bad words right now, because we're getting kicked out of this nice podcast room. If you enjoy this podcast, uh, let us know on Twitter. I'm Max Scoville. He's Agent Bizzle, and she is Charla Nazard. Also, please pull out
2: an app. Uh, You can download the the IGN app on iOS, PS4, or Xbox.
0: Use apps. They're cool and a great time. Time. Get the we one on PS4. PS4 is number one. Uh, check out Ratchet and Clank, and video games are good. fun. We love you. Go to that Facebook group, make some friends, make some friends who will talk to you on the microphone without saying the racial slurs, unless uh, <laughs> you both are into racial slurs, Play and Docs hopefully just don't be That's hurtful. Right. All right, good we day. love you. Good night. Good night. Goodbye. Goodbye. Beyond. Beyond.